of Talk. Six in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Uricon. The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA and 93.7 FM. Keith Moon, Daltrey, Townsend, oh, and all the guys. Uh, was Moon there. still alive when that song came out? It was who? Was Moon still alive when that song? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I we, think, we uh, did lose uh, him. <laughs> yeah, pretty early, actually. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What would we lose him? Uh, but 68, 69? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was gone so by maybe then. Maybe a little bit long. Maybe yeah. a little bit. Actually, it says here 78. Okay, so four years yeah. before the song. So, uh, well, considered one of the top five drummers. And Bonham, Eddie, Bonham. Eddie Van Halen uh, this week. We did. The uh, drummer for Rush. We did. My God. Came into Rush. David Bowie. We lost Prince. We lost Eddie Van Halen. I mean, uh, Rush, I think, the Canadian If, if I'm not mistaken, uh, a Prince was fentanyl. Right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Neil Pert, uh, the drummer for Rush. 550-5500. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm also feeling a little bit sad because I have to tell you, like, the balloon fiesta, the tram, the colors changing, like, it's all, like, in my soul, doubt. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that you probably fell in love with uh, when you came here. Oh, God, yeah. Like the seasons fall, and the things fall that we have here. Fall has got to be the best season of the four. I think we're missing that this year, oh, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think it's well, good. it's a little I mean, harder for me because I was raised in an apple orchard in New England, and this is our time. This is harvest time. This is apples and pumpkins. and It'd be nice to have gone back, but, you know, there are all sorts of things going on in the country. That but the only thing that we do have is our elections uh, as, uh, you know, we For now, we still have them, don't we? <laughs> but I don't know how much of an election that they actually are, because uh, this guy up in northern New Mexico, and wow, how quickly the New Mexican, Santa Fe, New Mexicans yep. spun this whole entire thing. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, turned him into a victim, all based upon what Steve Pierce, the Republican Party of the state of New Mexico, uh, said about him. Just like I said, did I not tell <laughs> you? You called it. You called it. This is exactly what they were going to do. All yep. you had to use the word is gay, and uh, look, the Republicans are absolutely terrible people. Cue the outrage, as it's pointed out in the uh, Santa Fe, New Mexican, from the New Mexico GOP with party chairman Steve Pierce calling for Matoy to drop out of the race. If you're a public servant, you must be held to the highest standards. New Mexico holds dear to its strong traditional values, and Mr. Matoy should leave the race immediately. Now, I agree with that, 
Well, you probably shouldn't refer to his sexuality as a reason to leave the race, because after all, we do have a mayor of Espanola who is gay. Him and his partner run La Cocina up in Espanola. Great restaurant, by the way. Oh, i got to get up there. Oh, it's amazing. Well, what I love about this editorial for the Santa Fe paper, which is like the official, you know, Moonbat newsletter of New Mexico, it makes the uh, Albuquerque Journal editorial page look like the Wall Street Wall Street Journal editorial page. Um, talk, talking, they're attacking Steve Pierce for talking about traditional, strong traditional values yeah. in New Mexico, and they write, if that were true, if New Mexico Republicans supported traditional values, it's difficult to see how many in this state would seemingly worship an adulterous president on his third marriage. There we go. One who just a few years back paid off a porn star to hide an affair conducted after his wife, Ball. Melania, had Ball. given birth to their son. Traditional Ball. values, hardly. They can't... Trump lives rent-free in Moonbat's heads. I mean, you know, I mean, they, it, it, it always... The Godwin principle, everything is reduced eventually to Hitler. It eventually comes down to Donald Trump with these people. I mean, they have to inject him in everything. <sighs> they can't stop. They won't stop. And the equivocation is incessant. They will continue to, at every point, at every turn, figure out something that's wrong with you to justify their own behavior. Yeah. How is that some sort of uh, in, in a virtue signaling? signaling? Unbelievable. It doesn't make any sense. And listen, no. I, I oppose Barack Obama every day of, of his eight years, but I did not have Barack Obama derangement syndrome. I didn't try to shoehorn him into everything I was writing. You know, if I was writing about some, you know, corporate welfare scheme at the state level, I didn't try to shoehorn Obama into an op-ed or, or a policy study or something like that. I mean, they have to inject Trump into everything they write because they just, their whole, I actually wrote a couple of days ago, I wrote an email, I was so disgusted with a Trump derangement person who would e- email me something, and I said, what are all you Trump derangement syndrome sufferers going to do when he's gone? Because whether he gets reelected or not, one day Donald Trump will not be the president of the United States. Right. I said, if you're stuck in a loveless marriage, you're still going to be stuck in that loveless marriage. <laughs> if all your children hate you, all your children are still going to hate you. If you have $119,000 in credit card debt, you're still going to have $119,000 in credit card debt. You're going to wake up that morning and realize that you have focused so much of your brain, mental, spirit, energy on someone that it's just not healthy. I mean, healthy people do not obsess on some individual who you really, you know, doesn't have all that much day-to-day control over your life. Or really anything, Dow, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, healthy people actually just move on from the subject and like, oh, I lost that, or, you know, oh, well, well, you know what, okay, I'm bad, or whatever happened. They, they, They just move on. Yep. Not too many uh, move-ons uh, happening right now. Yeah, these were the original move-on people. <laughs> they can't, they can't uh, follow their move own on, advice. Move-on.org. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, that's actually how I started the uh, Wesley Clark for President campaign. Oh, move-on.org, uh, move-on.org down in uh, 2003. The shuttle had just crashed. Um, Wesley Clark had uh, popped up his head on foreign policy as a four-star general. And uh, I'm like, okay, let's get that guy going here. And it took me all of about two months to get things going in the state of Arizona. Moved it over to New Mexico, became advanced for Oklahoma, New Mexico, and Arizona. You know, and long story short, we had a great time uh, advancing a Republican as a Democrat. And uh, we had, unfortunately, a lot of Clinton people in our camp. And we were shuttered by November of that year. Mm. It was tough. Yes. I was there angry. are probably things you could say that you probably don't want to say on the air about No, that I'll experience. say them. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 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 No, I didn't know with, if you had an NDA because I still have my NDA. No, working with, with Kate Stetson, Ed Romero, and uh-huh. the, uh, the uh, Bill Richardson, Billy Sparks. I mean, the worst of the worst uh, when it comes to the Democrats. You want to you see how uh, how far the swamp it, 
uh, goes down to the cellar. Just look at those four individuals and, and see what they I, do. I spent the whole night last night with Tony and Naya on, on deep background. Oh, did you? <laughs> on on deep, Natural deep, Blue. Deep background. And this state, Eddie, it never it just One of the every most time governors of all time. It gets worse. It, the deeper, I mean, and then it just gets into Richardson and his people, and you know, there's a Udall connection, and it just gets deeper and deeper. The the the, the cronyism, the 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 nepotism in this state. Uh, I, I, it's and, and Anaya, you know, more than anything else, I, I went way back to the I don't know the 80s with Anaya. Um, Late 70s, early 80s. His 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 administration was deep. He had lower numbers than Nixon when he left office. They did a poll in New Mexico as he was leaving but, office. But his insolence was absolutely amazing. It but, was nonstop. But he seems like a weird guy too. Not just kind of creepy and strange, but weird. And you know, he com- he commuted all those sentences en masse for the for the people who were on death row. I, you know, a lot of the families of people who were were victimized by those murders yep. did not take well to that. What a creepy dude he, I guess, is was you know continues to be. Well, he's uh, what eighty six, eighty seven. Yeah, he's old. over eighty. Yeah, yeah, on the other side of the mountain over yeah. there, no doubt that he's a listener. But uh, you know, he's sitting uh, all alone, his lonesome, and has done a lot of bad things in his life that. He'll never have to answer for. He was bailed out uh, back in uh, 2014, was he not? Well, yes. Uh, well, he got the he, he got the little sweetheart deal from the SEC because he was brought in as kind of a figurehead for this business that wasn't really more. But never business. produced a product. N- never produced a product. But the other thing is, they brought him. Uh, Richardson brought him in years and years and years later to be to oversee the disbursement of the stupid Obama. Well, Rush Limbaugh properly called it the porculus, not the stimulus. And uh, Anaya said, oh, this is my favorite job of all time, just doling out hundreds of millions of dollars to keep state and local employees employed because, God forbid, we have any layoffs in the state and, and, and impose some efficiencies on, uh, on, on state government or local government. Um, I'm just creeped out by this dude. He's a creepy dude. Not a, get, not, not a good guy whatsoever. No. 555. I'm going to call you in the cubicle. Yeah, Eddie, this is Tim. Remember here about, oh, about a month ago or so, I was talking, I was telling you, I said, well, watch as we get close to the election. Our cases will miraculously, you know, spike, skyrocket for our COVID stuff. Our cases are increasing, just like I said they were as we got closer to the it's election. It's a function of testing, sir. Exactly. You, you, yeah, can you turn on your, your radio in the background, please? Oh, sorry, yeah. Anyway, um, let me kill this here. I was just watching the weather forecast. Please? I, I, okay, that's great. I'm not uh, interested in that. But it's go. really it's anyway, just a function the proportionality of the total number of tests, and we've increased our testing. She's the, she would increase testing as we got close to the election, so she could. I still think she's going to try and shut everything down to where we can't vote in person. Yeah, we said Colorado, that. We already said, we already said that hour one, and most of the blue states are already doing that. So anything else? So so we're not going to be able to vote in person. I didn't say that. Uh, we are actually pushing the. Agenda to suggest that she's going to shut down the polls, so she does not shut down the polls. Does that make any sense to you? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You, you, well, you get out ahead of her is what you do. Well, if we, can force her, if we can force her back into the other direction, that will be good. So we can keep it open for the rest of the Republicans, because as you know, Republicans don't traditionally vote except on the day of the election. Thanks for the call, Tim. Twice today, five fifty fifty five hundred. Getting back to uh, Tony and Naya, and you know, you guys really should be focused on this seriously. If there's something I can get you focused on, it would be Richardson, Hector Balderas, Brian Colon, uh, Tony Anaya. I would uh, get you to focus on Richard Branson and the various other things. These are things that you need to start engaging yourself in, folks. 
certainly the people that are running for Congressional District 2, Congressional District 3, they're not interested. And uh, by the way, what uh, I have to ask you a quick question. Um, Steve Pierce presided over CD2 for a significant amount of time. How did that get out from under him as somebody who uh, flies planes? I'm just kind of interested. And I know Rebecca Dow and Dayan uh, uh, Hawkman V. Hill are uh, two people who are very interested in the law. It, it, help me out with that. I'd like to learn a little bit more. Uh, what, what, what have you found? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I probably... It, 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 it's a level of complexity, and, and you know, you and I have talked about this. You know, how do you how do you explain this to people? That, that's the how do you explain something to people that they aren't interested in the first place, or that uh, the news has not made an important or priority for them in the first yeah, place? Yeah, I mean, that's a challenge. That's a challenge. Um, and and also, how do you weave that 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 narrative? And 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 also, I think that people are defensive in this state about their state. They don't want to know. I mean. Certainly, the people who are benefiting from it at the top tier want to keep it suppressed. But but even your average sort of middle class or upper middle class Sandia employee or Los Alamos employee is just you know they just don't want to be bothered with how bad things are. They love New Mexico, they love the weather, they love the food. But the the, the rot at the heart of of the establishment here, you know, it's not something that those of us in the Kiva uh, are willing to just ignore. Uh, we have a very lazy media in the state. All yep. you know, media is lazy everywhere, but. Um, we're we're uh, we're work, we're working on some big projects to really sort of raise this and and, and explain it, uh, you know how deep the corruption runs. And uh, I, I the problem is I get distracted and I go off down another rabbit hole on a new name that comes to my attention and I find out the connections that they've made and where they come from and it just and then you find another name or you find the na- name of another company and it just you you could potentially just string this thing out forever and and, and never really come to any conclusion. So my problem is and it goes you know, back, and it goes back decades. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, my problem is is making it coherent in my own mind, and then explaining it to the people that we're we're going to be uh, explaining it to. So, uh, Mr. Aragon, of course, being a lifetime New Mexican, is uh, much better versed in all this. But uh, you know, as an outsider, I think I also probably maybe notice things that other people wouldn't. So, I think between the two of us, the insider and the outsider, we uh, we're, we're we're taking on this. Uh, Monster, and it is a monster. But you know, you 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 sick someone like me, a dogged researcher on something like this, and uh, I don't. Uh, I'm like a rabid uh, a rabid Rottweiler. And you're uh, just at the point where you're trying to understand that the information is already all there with the references, etc. You know, I, I have to tell you, I enjoyed the uh, 64 pages or 48 pages, whatever he had on uh, Eddie Gilbert. I oh, read, you, did you make your way through all I that? I read through that last night. Yeah. What an interesting yeah, story I can, that I is. I can give you the compendium on the history of uh, Eddie Gilbert up in uh, northern New Mexico. Not to mention the uh, huge uh, amount of uh, donations that he made for one Bill Richardson. Uh, but you said it. You know why? What? Well, the two words. You have to remember why New Mexico. That's yeah, the question you yeah, asked. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's an important. But I mean, you this have is to a remember. stock swindler who you know got you know, but he had to report to federal prison what twice, and then he disappears, and then suddenly he and then winds up in back Santa in, Fe. Uh, yeah, and I actually was looking up the address because in that article they they mentioned the address of his home. It's a three point nine million dollar. Uh, home with peaches with peaches uh so eddie is no longer with us but i think he eddie gilbert is no longer with us um but he his story tells a lot about this state too even though he's not a native he's not a native but uh, he came here for a reason i guess he never found a republican he liked and there wasn't a bill richardson uh guy that he didn't like i mean uh all the way up uh, commercial real estate the largest commercial real estate uh holdings here in the state of new mexico and tied directly to chris hines son of uh, Teresa hines carey 
as well as uh, John Kerry. Uh, Hunter Biden, who is part of uh, uh, Gemini Rosemont, uh, the directions are, are, are clearly there. And how does a 32-year-old uh, graduate of the University of, or Yale University Law School end up becoming the CEO for the uh, largest uh, commercial real estate holdings here in the state of New Mexico Very and succeeding one 86-year-old uh, Eddie Gilbert back in 2010. doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And, and that, that Kerry Burrell, his Kerry connection. And, and, of course, Javier, the former mayor of Santa Fe, was working for that real estate firm. Javier! He was, wasn't he doing, like, you know, corporate social responsibility? It's, it's one of those no-show yeah, jobs, Social basically. responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the corruption runs deep, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to, you know, we're going to tell these stories. If the, the other media here won't tell it, well, I guess Eddie Aragon and D. Musco will tell us. I'm looking forward to it. And we'll, uh, uh, the information's already there. The, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? The death switch? <laughs> or switch? the uh, yeah, kill switch in the event that something should happen to either one of us with all the information, you know, that's uh, that information resides nationally amongst a number of other places. So um, not to mention the SEC filings, uh, the interactions directly with the New Mexico Finance Authority, the State Investment Council, and uh, the uh, public education uh, uh, resource uh, allocation that comes from uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. All this information, all this money, $46 billion in all, Tied directly uh, to each and every little money and secrets. Oh, and going back decades, decades, folks. Decades. And you know the thing—the reason why something like this can happen because people don't pay attention it, to it. That's a big. The level of yes. sophistication in yes. all of this is something that nobody can wrap their mind around. You you could not connect one to the other. Yeah, there's it, it's impossible. And at the very top, at the apex of all this, is one Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's not very hard to connect to the, all of this information directly to one Jeffrey Epstein. It's all right there. Yes, I know, I know. You're you're blown away. How does Jeffrey Epstein connect to all these various companies, uh, Hunter Biden, etc.? Well, it's uh, not as hard as you might think. You got to. Know where to look, uh, so to speak. And I'm still stunned by this. Was publicly reported. I'm not making this up in my head. It was an article in the in the early 90s by the Santa Fe New Mexican, Santa Fe's daily newspaper. Um, the King family doing that land swap to get more property up or in the Zorro Ranch area. How much property does the King family own? <sighs> We're looking at beyond 10,000 acres, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, mess. It's a good chunk. But, but the BLM and a federal judge was looking at the possible impropriety of that land swap they engaged in, where they got more land up in Stanley. And the, the quote in that, I just saw that article I, I sent Yeti, but they, what did they want more than anything else? They wanted contiguous land so that they could control access to it. You know, they didn't want little parcels scattered, scattered around because somebody might, prying eyes might inquire when you were crossing from one parcel to the other. They wanted land that was all connected to itself. From uh, Rhonda King out there, right? Yeah, she's a curious figure as well. She really is. A lot think, of interesting. I, she was also in the in the state uh, state house at one point, I believe, too. Yeah. Busy people doing a lot of things that don't make a whole lot of sense, unless you know what you can get away with in a state <laughs> with with a small population but a lot of yeah. land. That's that's a prime opportunity for secrets, and that that was it's just too bad the FBI and the uh, other federal authorities don't care much about what we're talking about. They don't seem to do. I wish they did, but there are people who actually do. Yeah, yeah, they want to get their money. Apparently, Michelle Lujan Grisham has no direct connection to this, but uh, who knows? Oh wow! Don't you love the Beach Boys? Yeah, they could harmonize.
all-time greats. I, I got to tell you, I can't uh, stop thinking about the Beach Boys without thinking about Charles Manson and Helter Skelter, though. Oof. Right? I've seen one too many movies lately about what happened up in the Hollywood Hills. Oof. Brutal, right? I mean, just... Yeah. I mean, what All do, right, what let's do move to more lighter stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the CD race, uh, number three, going on right now. Teresa fernandez Legere versus Alexis Johnson. And Alexis Johnson, as I told uh, Joe Monahan, she's a bulldog. You know, completely. And i got to go back and watch this debate, Eddie. She talked about... Very good. Coast, Short, but good. Coastal elites. Um, she uses these phrases, you know, maybe things that... maybe imagery that Mark Ronchetti could have used. Um, you know, my opponent advocates for a scarier New Mexico. She's not here to listen to all New Mexicans. Um, she defended herself as an environmental engineer. Of course, Legere Fernandez, you know, kook left environmental uh, person. You know, Alexis defends her, her husband's family business uh, as a water recycling company, and that is an engineering business. I mean, she was really sticking up for herself, and I think uh, the, the other coverage of this talked about Legere Fernandez and her desire... I, I think a lot of people in Congress and people running for Congress don't yeah. know that our national debt is approaching $30 trillion. Legere <laughs> uh, Fernandez well, says... she doesn't because she has a quote. Legere Fernandez does. Yeah. We're going to have a very, very large, large stimulus <laughs> package that will bring us out of the recession. Oh, will. <laughs> Teresa uh, Legere Fernandez presided over Laguna Acoma Pueblo, if I'm not mistaken, and the loss of millions of dollars alongside Deborah Holland. Oh, there, she was involved in that? She was involved. She was the attorney on the whole entire thing. Oh, very, very interesting. I mean, for her to cite a stimulus package when we know that the the, the Obama stimulus had, you know, we, we had one of the weakest recoveries from a recession uh, in American economic history, and she just just doesn't get it. And of course, what does she want? Infrastructure, water, broadband, uh, and shovel also, ready. Shovel ready. Uh, it, well, shovel ready for uh, connected construction firms and unions that, that, that you know ready for them. And then of course she wants to uh, help communities uh, like Farmington reduce their dependence on fossil fuels, and, um, well, you know, maybe the situation wouldn't be so bad up there if you people hadn't tried to destroy the fossil fuel industry and, and, all, and have been pretty successful at that. So uh, the country needs to spend money to put people back to work. That's uh, Keynesian through and through, and, uh, folks, that's what you're voting for up there in uh, CD3. Uh, if that's what you want, I guess that's what you'll get. Moving on down to CD2, and Zoshi Teltora Small, a lady who looks... Like every single Hispanic family's little girl in CD2, uh, took on Yvette Harrell, and uh, I would suggest to you that uh, Zoshi Till continues to impress uh, both uh, viscerally and on policy, and uh, it's hard for her to miss. I think that she is probably the most polished politician in the entire state of New Mexico on really? a federal level. You put her up there? there yeah, she's, she's better than Ben Ray, Udall, Heinrich. Uh, certainly better than uh, Deborah Holland, no doubt about that, mm -hmm. and uh, Teresa Fernandez-Legere. Uh, Zoshitel has uh, ammunition, I think she, in the coffers, somewhere between, if I'm not mistaken, three to four million? I think it was, yeah. Is that where she's at? Up there. I mean, uh, she's a powerhouse with a unique name, and I think, um, you know, the, the compounding fact that she's with her husband, Nathan Small, who sponsored the uh, Energy Transition oh, Act, yeah. they're sort of a runaway train. They're the powerhouse on a federal level for the state of Although Mexico. Although I think I know who wears the pants in that relationship. Well, but anyway, no doubt, yeah. Anyway, um, no, you know, she, wh why do they spend so much money on XTS? Why has she had, as you say, I mean, she's polished. That means she's had training. Confidence. Uh, you know, every... confidence. Well, yeah. Uh, every two years we have our election for all 435 members of the House of Representatives, and there's always those 
20 or 30 districts that are just like, you know, 48, 52, 49. Right. I mean, they are just total this is, this swing right, districts. This one's right there. And they need to do everything they can to and hold this, on to this her race. race comes down to Valencia County. And we've, we have neither seen Xochitl or Yvette Harrell's money here on the radio station. We We're the number one radio station in Valencia County. And as Valencia County goes, so does the rest of the country in terms of how they vote. We get so they many. need to understand that. South Valley Heights, Las Lunas, Belen, yep. Tomei, that whole area, and Socorro. It, like, don't forget us. Don't forget us here at the Kiva because Zoshitil spent uh, upwards of uh, $9,000 last cycle to get herself elected, and she came out 8,000 votes ahead, regardless of the uh, vote harvesting that has been implicated in all of this. Yeah, uh, Zoshitel Torres Small continues to impress uh, when it comes to these head-to-head battles with Yvette Harrell. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we know because we get the impeachment uh, petitions coming, and we know how uh, how many people in, in Valencia County listen. You, you know, Los Lunas might be our top state if you our, our top municipality if you relate it to population versus how many petitions. Yeah, no, no, about it. I, I I agree. I'll tell you, the people in Los Lunas and Belen over the last couple of years have come out in force. You've seen the economic development. It's not just because of Facebook, but overall, people have moved out of the South Valley or for other parts of, of the surrounding areas. I mean, it, whether it's up in the Manzano Mountains, they have moved out to Los Lunas and Belen just to become a part of those school districts. The powerhouse that is uh, of the football programs and the various other athletic programs has also exhibited the, the level of force that uh, that is seen there in that growing community. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, you, you get out, you get away from the major metro, which is where you're going to have the crime and homeless problems, but you still have the wonderful weather and you have all the other good things that go along with being part of Greater Albuquerque. Right. But as you said, your your, your tax rates are going to be lower, your economic development is going to be stronger, your school districts are going to be better, and uh, I can't blame anyone. One of my best buds, Mr. Thaddeus, who listens every day to the show, Thaddeus, uh, lives down there in Los Lunas with his family, and I don't blame him one bit. I have to say that Chris Ramirez did a very good job at KOB Channel 4, uh, much better than uh, either uh, Channel 7. I, don't, I haven't seen a debate on Channel 13, although I do see a unbelievable number of commercials coming from uh, none other than Mark Ronchetti and Michelle Garcia Holmes on Channel 13. Oh. But I think that that's the least uh, watched of all of the nighttime broadcasts. I think most people watch Channel 4 or Channel 7. Does that mean they don't have the money to make the buy on the number one? Might state? be a different uh, buy rate. I'm not really sure, but oh. uh, I, I have to tell you, I did not see as many. I see... I saw all of the ads for Mark Ronchetti on KRQE in the first couple of uh, commercial sets. Mm-hmm. In KOB, it wasn't until the third commercial set. Oh. And I think KOB, if I'm not mistaken, by the number of uh, website visits registered by Alexa, which is independent of Amazon, it's something completely different. Uh, I think there are like 1.5, 1.6 million visits a month Wow, you know, uh, on KOB versus KRQE, somewhere around uh, 1, 1, 1 million uh, 1.1 million in KOAT are right around about the same. Do you think uh, the Trump campaign is still pouring resources into this state, or do you think they've walked away? That's not a good question for me right now. Uh, my lone connection, uh, Langston and Bowens, back in Midland, Michigan, uh, right now uh, is my only connection to yeah. the Trump campaign. But based upon what I've seen on Facebook, they're knocking doors and making things happen. I can only hope that uh, Donald Trump is going to carry the state, and I think that I still believe and still think that he will although I have not covered him or colored that uh, uh, red in my uh, crystal ball map. 550-5500, caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, comment on an earlier caller, but uh, I, I happen to have had an hour-and-a-half personal audience with Tony Anaya once up at the legislature, but uh, neither here nor there, but just interesting. 
And uh, King Ranch is probably about 100,000 acres, and I assume it's all deeded, I don't know, as opposed to leased state land, but I, I don't know, but it's got to be at least 100,000 acres, and, and they may have more than that. Um, the earlier caller you're referencing... It's, uh, by the uh, way, 60,000 deeded and 14,000 leased. Okay, they may have gotten rid of a bunch of leased land that, that they no longer need for cattle and such, because uh, the, the spec I looked up was it was over a decade ago, maybe 15 okay. years ago. David, uh, make yeah. your point. Go ahead. Uh, Wargaming, your earlier caller referred to it. I think people should know what they're voting for because the if the left wins this election, they're going to do things that are even less consistent with the Constitution than they're already doing. And there are parties uh, in this uh, country, you know, a good portion of our military for one, that won't stand for it. And your earlier caller alluded to civil war, so I think it would be worth discussing uh, some wargaming as to what might happen so people know what they're voting for if they vote left because it's real. I don't believe in fear voting. I believe in principle voting. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Dowd, as someone who's more in the middle, how would you react to what David's saying? I hate to to play the coward, but I I don't think my brain can allow me to even consider this possibility that we could get that bad. And it's just so, it's such a horrific prospect to me. I mean, I, I, but, but, but this is 2020 and anything is possible. So, anyway, I think it should be done. I don't think it's fear either. I think it's just facts because the, these these people, their clear intent is to get rid of the United States of America because it's the only thing that stops the powers that be from having control of literally the entire world. The, the United States is the only thing stopping that. And if they can eliminate our Constitution by ignoring it, then that's what will happen. All right, David, thanks for the uh, phone call. 550-5500. Uh, Dow, do you have a reaction or no? Uh, the, the, I, I, fought, I fought collectivists my whole life, but I've never really fought collectivists like the collectivists we have today. These are men and women of unsleeping malevolence, as, as a, a wise man once said. Um, and our caller was right. They, they, they are not, these are, type, these are revolutionary types. These are not Lloyd Benson Democrats who are just like, you know, like maintain God, the status quo. In twenty years, there you go. Like you know, name in twenty years. You know, like do it, do what Wall Street wants. You know, we're, we're gonna, you know, we'll keep our entitlement programs. Yeah. But we're not going to really shake things up all that much. I mean, that's uh, those kind of Democrats are gone. We saw it in our own state right here, ladies and gentlemen. The the five Democrats who I certainly wouldn't call conservative, but you could say at least not not hardcore progressives were primaried and defeated, and you know, potentially replaced on election day, on the general election. Uh, by people far, far, far to the left. And so that's what these activists in this particular party stands for. And as someone who is not a big fan of the Republican Party, I will be voting for the Republican nominee on Election Day. There you go. All right, let's get to some sports here in the last 10 minutes. 550-5500. I'll read your text uh, momentarily. Prep sports set for Saturday have now been canceled by your governor, so that is now going away. Uh, with no reply, there was no communication, just the fact that she had not changed the public health order. This is bad, Dowd. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm stunned by this because what did we hear from uh, uh, Carol White yesterday where the Restaurant Association is not able to engage in a dialogue with the governor, and now we have the New Mexico Activities Association saying in the flagship paper of this state, no firm decision or indication from the governor's office they went ahead uh, no choice is the words used. No choice uh, Wednesday afternoon yesterday, but to cancel all events in volleyball, cross country, and fall golf. Um, you know, I, I was not a sports guy in high school, but boy, for the kids who engage in this, uh, they love it. And you know, these electives, uh, it's good to look, to look good on a college application. 
and just one more example. We go from the extreme case of, of a young man killing himself to just this sort of, you know, the elimination of sports, uh, not, not even the most popular sports. You know, you can't compare volleyball or cross country to basketball or football, but um, to the kids who play these sports, obviously, it means a lot. And um, we have a governor with... Uh, I guess she's just too busy getting fawning profiles in Rolling Stone and the Washington Post to really care about what's actually going on in her state. Warrior. Warrior. There you go. Mm. October 15th, uh, or uh, what was it? May 15th of this year. She's uh, described as a warrior, warrior. in, uh, in the uh, She had <laughs> the flag Stone. over her That's shoulder, right. I think, in one of those photos. She had the New yeah. Mexico flag. Yeah, she you notice that it. she referenced the design of the uh, masks today and that they're safe. Oh. Yeah, she's listening to the show. <laughs> I continue to tell you that. I would love to have Dr. Gardner and Dr. Summer sit here with the governor and Dr. Disgrace. It's not, it's not COVID compliant, not an uh, They wouldn't be able to show up. That's right. 550 Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Uh, hello, my name is Tom. Just real quick. Um, I was born and raised in Albuquerque, graduated from the old Albuquerque High School, Way back in 1967, wow. I'm 70 years old, and I'm retired military, retired from the United States Air Force with a tour of Vietnam, mm-hmm. and I raised eight beautiful kids in second marriage, and I'm divorced now, no big deal. But anyway, I lived in Albuquerque for quite a few years <laughs> after I retired, Okay. and now I live in Las Lunas. That's hey! The I ever made. Yeah, that's a great place uh, to live. House. Hey, by the way, did you graduate with a, uh, or a, a year... Before my uncle was John Aragon, graduating from Albuquerque High in 1966. Did you know him? Uh, I may have. I may have. Uh, some of the people I remember, Jimmy Sandoval, Peter Armijo, uh, the whole South, South, uh, South Branch YMCA group. But anyway, what I wanted to get at was I was going to buy a house in Albuquerque some months back. Actually, last year, they wanted 205000 I bought a house here in Las Lunas, $45,000 cheaper, comparable in size. Bigger backyard, a heck of a lot cheaper. So to your people out there that are going to buy a house, move out here to Las Lunas. We're going to get a damn uh, drive-in uh, uh, movie theater here pretty soon. <laughs> You're damn right. That's the way it ought to be. Oh, we have the best callers. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Just it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> I theater. Wanna, I theater. Wanna, where can I meet that guy? <laughs> Did you know on Netflix they have a whole drive-in movie theater, uh, intermission popcorn like an hour and a half of commercials. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it really is uh, pretty interesting. That's a lot of energy for a 70-year-old. I wish, yeah, I hope to have that much. My goodness. You, I wish you would have seen this. Um, there we go. Here it is for you. I'll, I'll play it for you. Dad, you'll love this. Show starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. This is the popcorn dancing, by the way. (laughs) The hot dog, doing the lips. And the chocolate peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the frozen ice cream with the chocolate Eskimo covering. I oh, can't say ask him a pine. Oh, the little uh, 
Lemon Ice is doing the march. We promise to satisfy your hunger, mm. your thirst, yes. your sweet tooth. My sweet tooth. So visit our refreshment center now. Let's go. Show starts in seven minutes. Don't forget to pick up your cigarettes. Oh, there's the Pepsi. Ooh, the popcorn. There it is. Houses are $50,000 cheaper, and we've got a drive-in down. <laughs> it's refreshment time, folks. Taste that beats the others. Go! Pepsi pours it on. Taste that beats the others. Go! Pepsi pours it on. Oh, that's fun stuff. Wait. Yum, yum. It's a meal in itself. Our all-meat super dog. Enjoy one now. <laughs> all-meat? What, what are the other ones made out of? As everyone knows, rainbows usually have a treasure at the end. Let's follow this one and see if we can find the yes, pot of gold. Yes, There it is. There's well, the elf. I suppose you've come to claim a treasure. Well, we'd like to see the gold first. Nathan, there's better than gold in here, me lad. No, no, just look here, no. Candy, refreshing soft drinks, popcorn, ice cream. Well, that's some treasure, but anyone can buy luscious treats like these at the snack bar. <laughs> you don't wow, that, that refreshment. I am offended as an Irish American <laughs> at that stereotype. <laughs> that refreshment stand really is like the end of the rainbow. <laughs> that's wow. All right, there we go, folks. Good stuff. We appreciate uh, everybody being here in the Kiva bright and early back tomorrow, 4 p.m., uh, as always, we got to finish off the uh, the the ants marching. But I'll tell you, one of the things about Dave Matthews, he's always uh, enjoyed best live, and uh, you can listen a little bit uh, live here in the Kiva. Bill O'Reilly is next. See you tomorrow. Chief Guy will be here. Greg Zanetti will be here. We'll have interviews with a number of candidates as well. So thanks for tuning in. Download the app Kiva.am, ABQ.fm, and RockofTalk.com.